Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm to table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Yeah, man. I mock continues. Indeed it does. And these, A continuance has been filed. The, the smattering of, of I mock giftage has, be, has been bestowed upon you on this fine fair day. This is true. I, I've been trickling it down to the school children so that they can they can be properly nourished. No, R. But, Kelly, uh, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the drip is the drip is uh is morphine level these days. Ooh, so uh, yeah, that's cold bloody. <laughs> yeah, that's cold. <laughs> the, the drip is morphine level. The the wife put in put in some work for this uh, IMOX celebration. So I am the um, newly found acquirer of uh several different um very very quality wwe shirts and i have been pairing those with the sneaker binging that i do during imoc um so yeah if you'll I if just, you'll bear with us i on, just on saw i'm just now looking at these are these tiger dunks no 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 so those are uh, from a black-owned um, sneaker company, they uh, design, they own, design, and manufacture their own sneakers. It is Sia Collective, Sia standing for somewhere in America. Those were an exclusive that came out. Sia uh, did these, bro. I thought February, these were dunks. Yeah, Sia did those. February twenty seventh, I believe, and they actually got here. Um, it was either on my birthday or it was either on the second or it got here the day before. I can't remember. Let me let me, I didn't, let, me yeah. let me summarize the flavor here for you. So these are um they they they're in the flavor of mid of quarter top dunks with, with the, the Atmos straps. For those of you who are familiar with Atmos, uh probably most uh famously for Kanye back in like 2006, 7, 8, he rocked a red high top pair on stage. This is a like low top dunk. Uh, type shoe uh, almost fits like a Jordan one. Very dunk esque. Uh, I mean, and and yeah. the the sole is that of maybe like these uh, the zooms or the Air Force One where it has uh, the white upper with the burnt orange lower on the, on the foot. The it's a, it's, a, it's a red trim. It it, it the uh, the sole and and midsole are like reminiscent. I don't know how it comes across on the picture. But um, they're reminiscent of like just literally a Jordan one. So think of a low top Jordan one slash low top dunk, which is it's completely luxury materials. Um, zebra fur. Yeah, the, uh, there's a the toe. The toe. On the, yeah, the toe is there's more a like a bangle. And then uh-huh. then the actual foot in the, in the side is more of a, the zebra fur with the cheetah yes, print on the heel on the top of the heel. Yeah, so the the zebra and the cheetah are textured. The tiger print is leather. Uh, it's all leather inside, so premium inside. You don't get those little sock balls on the inside after uh, however many wears. 
Uh, it, it's a, a waxed, uh, red waxed, um, red wax shoestrings. Like this is a very, this is a very. Um, and I set the table. I set the table for the shoe only for the accent. Which yes, is the accent is what brings it to life, though. The Yokozuna icons logo which has a picture of yokozuna with the japanese or the polynesian flag behind him and and the flavors with the with the black shirt with the white trim on the red and and the and yoko in the middle of it man listen it's a sneakerheads paradise here and you know it's it's a little bit of a flex it it is i didn't realize because i I broke it out and like undeased everything super super flex and I didn't realize how much of a flex it was until I took this photo of just, I didn't even include the bottoms. It's just the shirt and the sneakers. And I'm like, wait a minute. That is, that's pretty, that's, that is morphine drip. Not to be outdone though. I'm going to copyright that. Yeah. Not to be outdone is the, uh, the crimson red with the splash white trim run DMC Adidas tongue Ewing's. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who are looking for the shoe, it's the Valentine's Day Ewings. It's a red suede, and it's like a hot electric pink. The photos online kind of make you think that it's peach, which is kind of what I thought. But when I got here, it's like it's this hot electric electric pink, uh, red suede, and then a burgundy sole. And uh, paired that with a new Street Profits t-shirt. Which is fire, because I thought it was a tribute. I thought it was an ode to... Uh... To Ron Murray. Price, 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 price just went up. Profits are up with the red solo cup in, in cartoon format. Mad yes. grill, fingers in the air, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I've even seen them wear this shirt on TV yet. I've never seen this shirt. This is this is this doesn't look like a Street Profit shirt, and the fact that you have it means I can't get it ever. <laughs> Unless it's in a different <laughs> colorway. Solo solo <laughs> cup with the crown. Um the color, the the way the colors, and this happens all the time. Like I'll have either sneakers or I'll have the shirt, and won't buy them at the same time. Won't even realize that it's a fit. And then in my mind, I start looking at colors, and I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder if this will go." And it's like perfect. This was one of those times, and yeah. it like now, mind you, there are several more shirts that have to get paired with sneakers. And I think <laughs> almost all of them have some type of pairing that I can put together. But yeah, those the first two are like very much with with the shit. You please believe that um, with this imminent purchase of a new headquarters for the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. No more tent in the in the Sportatorium parking lot. Yeah, we done came so far beyond the tent in the Sportatorium parking lot. So so far beyond seagulls. <laughs> Come on down to seagulls. We, we got, got hot chips, chips and gin. gin. <laughs> you gotta bring that out, dust that off one time for what time for the yeah. one time for iMock fam. Um please we believe need to, I hey, have... to go and put that as a as, as a trigger button. <laughs> Hit that seagulls one time. Hot chips and gin. <laughs> I want to have some room for some <laughs> shoes in the closet, man. like some acrylic. I might have to go with like some acrylic boxes, like show boxes or something like that, man. I'm going like, to have to get my shoe game back because my formal shoe game is on fire, and I'm slowly slipping back into the athletic world. Like as the older, the more I get into the my later years, the more I'm going back. I can't say my later years, my more formidable years, should I say? The uh, the more I'm slipping back into 
a teenage early 20s where I would just grab whatever I saw to just look fly and just make it rock with whatever I had in the closet. So because right. and I've already I've already flexed up my T-shirt game, man. I've been shout shouts out to my guy, um, Andrew over at uh BGC uh, BGC Apparel Company.com or BGC Apparel Co.com, which stands for Breaking Generational Curses. I had to cop a few shirts from that. Shouts out to, okay. the, to the Petty Messiah and Gus over at uh, Kings of Cool. I copped a couple Facts. of pieces of a couple of pieces of man, let me tell you something. That's some quality. I still, gear. Got, I still got a little work to do before I can order from you, and that's that's the inside joke with an ad. Hey, I still li- got a little more work to do. Listen, that's that's a that's a qual- they say that's a luxury buy, and I thought it was a game until I bought mine, and it's a luxury buy, fam. It's oh man, the quality is that, amazing. That's what's up. I've been I, I've run through a lot of Sia orders in the last like a bunch of my pre orders are coming in. So like, um, they have um, first come first serve Saturdays called Sia Saturdays where you can buy the day it releases, but it's literally it's not as frustrating as trying to buy jordans but everything moves very quickly so if you're not on the site ready to purchase you might miss out yeah usually what he'll do right afterwards that same day is put up that same shoe for pre-order so he can you know make another order and then they'll be delivered typically um what i've seen it takes about 90 days because you know there's some there's factories involved there's there's work schedules xyz so and you know the the big thing amongst um buyers and members and all those different things is just trust the process because a lot of times if if you don't know how long it takes you assume you've been scammed and it's like no you're just waiting on production when you do a pre-order if you're buying first come first serve you get it like it'll ship out saturday you're probably going to get it monday tuesday wednesday Mm -hmm. just depending on how the post office works with a (laughs) pre-order um yeah, on average about 90 days. So look, in December, I went stupid. Well, I, even before that, I went stupid. But <laughs> in, in December, I, I put, you know, a, a nice little order in. And like now all of my stuff is starting to hit at the same time. Price so just I've went had up. Price, price just went up. One, two, like in the last week or two, it's been like four or five packages just hitting at the same time. So yeah, there's some heat I got to show you that that probably won't make Instagram until I actually put together a whole fit and assemble it because, you know, this is facilitate your fresh. I do this on a (laughs) a professional level, (laughs) but I like to I like to really assemble the fit and let it let it talk before I just say, oh, I just got these in the mail type thing. To quote, to quote the great poet, Sean Carter, <laughs> you got to let that bitch breathe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to let it breathe a little bit. So, um, yeah, but to your point about um, formal shoe game, that's kind of where I need to start improving. Like, I have a lot of Cole Han loafers. That's, that's more so my speed. Um, mm-hmm. But like dress, dress shoes, I get... I need a couple, like I need a couple, like staples to go in, cause I I, I do the colored loafers thing. It, it's comfortable, it's fly, it goes with what I do when I dr- air quotes dress up. But like you gotta have that, you gotta have that three piece suit pair of shoes. I'm about to have about a, uh, I, like I'm, I need I'm, I need my hurt business foot foot game. Man, I'm, like, th- I need to th- improve on my hurt. Let business me tell you footwear. something. If there's no truer words spoken, let me tell you something, man. Them boys right there. 
they should be an inspiration to not just African-American men across the U.S. or across the world. They need to be an inspiration to men, period. Their suit game right now, I would put top-tier horseman suits up against the Hurt Business suits over the last six to eight weeks, and I guarantee you, any one combination can be any combination of the horsemen. Look, um, we we uh, sent out from Twitter on the uh, Broken Pencil BC Twitter page for those of you not following is at, at Broken, Broken Pencil, Pencil BC on, on everything. what on what everything. everything. You feel what I'm saying? But uh, tweeted out like <laughs> if you watched Raw on Monday, um, which give them the date and and the year of our Lord, please. <sighs> Today. Is Wednesday, uh-huh. March the tenth. Yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. I say yeah, my Lord. I say yeah, my Lord. Twenty and twenty-one. Amen. Or twenty twenty point two. Twenty twenty plus one. However you want to figure it out. But um, MVP had a very very fly. P- he had a fly ensemble. He put everything together very well. The, from the vest to the jacket, the everything was on point. And it was I don't know if you remi- peeped it. It was Florida. <laughs> it was fire, though. but it reminded me of the Joker from Mortal Kombat 11. So for those of you who are video <laughs> gamers and you've ever played Mortal Kombat, you know that you can change the Joker skins, which means you put him in a different suit, he'll have a different hat, different cane, and the whole thing. Him carrying the cane is what did it. He looks like a Joker skin from Mortal Kombat 11. Wow. So the next time you jump on jump on your uh, gaming device of choice and you play Mortal Kombat 11, just go take a look at that and see if I'm lying. Man, man, man. So I don't know if you peeped it, but it was uh, the, the the colors were that of Florida. It was you know blue and orange. And so right. I, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if I kind of felt like the jacket was a little more navy, like in the vein of Syracuse. But yes, yeah, very it, it, so. it very, very much so. But I, I don't know if that was the intent. Either way, it came like you, you just you must go back and watch uh, the the intro to Monday Night Raw with the Hurt Business walking in the back with the championship belts and MVP with the chain on. It was uh, it was quite the sight to see. Uh, right on. Before we get too deep into the into the you know what. Um, into the you know what broken pencil logic you can't write this mark my words with the shit and fuck the casual fan those are your hashtags and hey man get ball into the scholarship fund swab let's get into this man let's do it so we had AEW revolution this past Sunday um we we first of all we went through the whole episode last week and didn't even talk about AEW revolution because we forgot that a the pay per view was actually happening this week or this past week, because it was a month late and we, it happened on a Sunday. So AEW is now going to a Sunday pay per view schedule, or so it seems this year. Okay. The main event were well, actually there was two major topics of discussion. A a new signee mm-hmm. who is a Hall of Fame worthy talent. And the only other hint we got was that he will outwork everyone. Now, we ran into a little snafu because here, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Watching that, you immediately hear Paul White, a.k.a. the giant, because we can know he's no more BS. We can no longer refer to him <laughs> as the big show. Um, he When he said Hall of Fame worthy, it was like, okay, 
this is this is probably someone who has performed in WWE to a high level, but has not been inducted to the Hall of Fame yet. So then you start thinking about the list of people who fit that criteria. Because I heard some people say Kurt Angle, I'm like he's already in the Hall of Fame. It's a, uh, so let me, let me stop right there. That's okay. when the when certain names started popping up. My thing was, am I sharpshooting? Am I overthinking this by thinking that nope, Kurt Angle already is a Hall of Famer. He's not Hall of Fame worthy. He is a Hall of Famer. So we can't count him. Batista's right, name came up. We can't count him either because he is a Hall of Famer. He's not Hall of Fame worthy. He is. CM Punk is comes a, up. Not a Hall CM of Famer. Punk, he would he would fall in that category because CM Punk is not a Hall of Famer, but obviously he has Hall of Fame credentials on his resume. If he did, if he wasn't Hall of Fame, but for any one thing, you could either choose the night that he beat Cena in Chicago and took the belt without a contract, or you could argue that the pipe bomb was were, were Hall of Fame worthy incidents for CM right. Punk, but still Long, not longest, Hall of Fame. Uh, longest title reign in the modern era of a WWE champion, so he has he absolutely has the resume to be in the Hall of Fame. And then if they're ever able to reconcile, it's going to happen. Um, but the list of available talent who's air quotes Hall of Fame worthy, very short. Or or is it? Because Big Depends Show... Depends on which Hall of Fame we're talking about. That, that's, that's one thing. But also, Big Show was under contract to WWE and showed up on TV in January. Less than 90 days later... Why? Because there was no no compete clause. He shows up without Big Show as Paul White, government name, on AEW television. The first time he's been on TNT since 1997. Right. And he's well, also wait, 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 wait. It's um, 98. 98. 98, 90, 98 I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, in the 98 because he debuted uh, St. Valentine's Massacre on uh, February of 99. Yes, sir. Look, look at you in the bag. Um. So we don't know who else was actually like, or is actually not under contract to WWE, or for that matter, Impact, ROH, New Japan, what have you. Did anybody think Christian Cage? I I'm, I'm I hate to make it seem like I just guess everything, or I'm like above being wrong but he was one of my first guesses based right? on and, based and on we have what documentable proof on it. it was it was simply based off the the hall of fame worthy comment and that's usually the talk that surrounds christian more than anybody else because they feel mm. like he's been retired long enough why is he not in the hall of fame because everybody else they talk about putting in the hall of fame is like they're no longer with us this is this is a fact and so we're talking seven years in between Royal Rumbles, and we thought that this was and he was actually in part of the WrestleMania storyline or post WrestleMania storyline last year with the Legend Killer. So right. we figured that he was on his way to becoming or, or returning back to in ring competition where the most competition he had seen or the most action he had seen in seven years was at the Rumble. We did not know that the hug that he and Ed shared wasn't a welcome back more so than it was a goodbye. 
until Sunday when and, it was revealed that he actually signed his AEW contract. And and I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm just gonna tell you the truth of what I think. They had a conversation, and this is me speculating. I do not have any inside knowledge. I do not have any plugs, pause that talk to me about any of this. I feel like they worked the angle with Randy Orton. Then it's a surprise to put him in the Royal Rumble, whether that was a last minute decision or that was planned all along. I feel like there was a conversation about the Hall of Fame. Am I going in or Am I on the perspective list of finalists? Are you are or are you gonna Drew Pearson me? I feel like the conversation may have gone the opposite way Christian wanted to, and then he decided to make a move. Because at this point, he's not gonna wrestle a regular schedule. It doesn't necessarily seem like WWE values him in a way that would make them book him in matches like they've done Edge, like they do with Goldberg and different stars who come back. So it's not like they're going to make Christian seem like a really big deal. Which is so it's like which which is sad, which is sad because he there there's a there's a feeling that I had about Triple H up until the time of he had his quad injury which is I thought he was I thought Triple H was overrated I thought Triple H didn't deserve the 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 fruits of his spoils um and for the longest time probably up until the end of his impact or his TNA run I felt the same way about Christian but Christian was never given his fair shake in WWE the only reason why he got that first championship was because Edge retired and it was more of a way to keep um it seemed like more of a way to keep Edge happy than it was to keep Christian relevant and uh, right. but we got some we got one of the best feuds in wrestling history out of that title run between Christian and Randy Orton, which culminated with Christian spitting in Randy Orton's face, causing Randy Orton to get disqualified and he becoming champion a second time. You know, so I, I, I don't people people don't give Christian his just due. Maybe it's his Thanks. size. But according to Christian uh, or uh, Vince McMahon, quote, hates his face. He doesn't like the way his face looks. And I've heard this on several occasions. Like, it's not just a joke. That's why. So apparently Vince McMahon has been quoted or has been uh, represented as saying that he doesn't like Christian's face, that he's an ugly guy, which I mean, I feel how you feel. I don't really care one way or the other, but kind of leads me to believe that's where the creepy little bastard thing came in. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they greenlit that, and then he took it well, and, and then he did look sort of weird before he cut his hair. Like, yes. him cutting his hair worked better probably than almost anyone I can remember in recent memory as far as getting a new look. Um, they, What I do have to speak on is because I made that guess rather early, and then seeing, I, I swear, I do not remember this person's name, but... Uh, um. A uh, wrestling media writer went to Twitter and and verif- and air quotes verified that Christian was still signed to WWE. <laughs> the, the day of the show, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, because okay, here's here's um actually the day uh the day after it was announced or was it the same night? So it was announced on Wednesday, right? So either Wednesday or Thursday, the speculation is running rampant, and they're like. 
uh, they start talking about Batista, but I'm like, Batista is, you know, he is a Hall of Famer. They just didn't have the induction ceremony because of everything last year. And I'm like, the list is short. It's Christian, it's Rob Van Dam, it's CM Punk. Um, Everybody else is in. Everybody else that I can think of. <laughs> I mean, and, like... It, it can't be Paul White. Nah, like, it's like... Maybe maybe there's somebody else we're missing that we're not or that we're just really overlooking, but that's pretty much it. I mean, Rock Cena, we know they're not, or do we? But like Rock, because I don't, I don't think you can offer Cena enough money to do it. And the Rock, I mean, same difference. If he's if he's not gonna make himself available for his cousin and a WrestleMania main event, what makes you think he's gonna make himself available? for weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, every quarter appearances in AEW. And to be clear, neither one of them needs that bag. Right. He has, <laughs> look, Dwayne has enough stuff going on. Dwayne is the bag. Like when you yeah, talk Dwayne, about bag. Literally, <laughs> Dwayne is the bag. Like between, you know, filming Young Rock, which I, I'm not going to lie to you, I really do think he's laying the groundwork for a political push at some point. Like, Kind of, sort of. I know it was like kind of like the inside joke for a while. Like he was going to attempt to run in 2020. But I am not totally outside the the belief that maybe 2032, like he keeps saying and he keeps imp- embedding it in people's minds, he may make a run at some level. At politics. some point, yep. And, but um, and he has a strong yeah, he does probability entirely to win. too much to just take whatever bag from, from AEW. It just doesn't make sense. And then uh, also that night, I mean, because that that story with with the, uh, the the guess who grew legs from like Thursday didn't matter. Friday it became a mystery. Saturday it became a story. And right, uh, Batista had to speak out publicly, like, "Hey, I'm retired in real life." When he's another person that doesn't really need the bag, he'll take it, but he doesn't need it. Not at this point, no. Not no. Drax the Destroyer doesn't need an extra bag. If you're, if you're collecting Marvel money, the last thing you need is a wrestling bag. Let's just be very Bruh, clear. Like I'm not taking any bumps. You can kiss my entire ass. I mean, I An- am Anthony rich. Mackie just got just they just announced a Marvel series based off of a sub character in Captain America. Are you kidding me? So who's to say that at some point Dave Batista will not end up as a series on the Disney Plus app? <laughs> Just Drax the Destroyer. And he seems like he's recognizable enough of a character, but low enough on the totem pole that they would do that. It could it, it could actually be a cartoon and he could just voice over Drax the Destroyer and it would still go over. Endless possibilities to grab the bag. Then, I mean, he's done other movies. He's done uh, Stuber comes to mind. Like, he's the, just one of those people that right now does not strike me as though he needs a wrestling bag. He'll take it, but you imagine putting him on television. Like, Batista's 6'5 and kind of hovers in that he's cut back. He, he's, probably on, on he's probably about yeah, 265. He's probably about 265. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Do you realize he dwarfs the largest? Oh, he dwarfs one of the largest people. He doesn't dwarf Archer, and he doesn't dwarf. Uh, he doesn't dwarf dwarf McIntyre either. No, 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 no. I mean AEW. Oh yeah, their yeah, roster. Yeah. yeah, I mean naturally he doesn't dwarf Paul White. Doesn't uh, dwarf uh, uh, Archer, but he would be the biggest star there. 
star. A- absolutely. And and it's like, I don't want to see him and, and Brian Cage on, on screen at the same time because that's probably oh, going to no. kill. No, that that's going to kill some no. stuff. It's going to make him look like mini-me. <laughs> For the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's, he's going to be like animal light. Speaking speaking of Brian Cage, we did, because uh, I mean, this this card, had, it did have some, some high points. We saw a cinematic presentation of um, Brian Cage. Actually, it was, it was supposed to be was, was Sting and uh, Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks. Stunt man, stunt man, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and you had some run-ins from uh, who, who? Who all ran in that match? Oh, your, your boy, uh, uh, Ice Train Junior. Two point uh, uh, Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs was, was a run-in. This was done and looked looked like a warehouse slash soundstage. It looked very very scary that the the venue, but it was I think it was very well put together. The, the editing was absolutely horrid, but I think it was a really entertaining match nonetheless. Darby it's, Allen, though. <laughs> I have to stop you right there because, like, look, if we're going to put all of this money into shooting a cinematic match, why are we skimping on the editing? So, funny you should mention that. This, this is your biggest acquisition in AEW history. Like, Sting is the biggest acquisition you've ever made. His first match Why on TV in right. about, what, about four years. His first match in how many years? Because his last match was what WrestleMania against? No, uh, no, it was, no, it was uh, Night of Champions. Night of Champions, twenty sixteen. So almost five years, right? And this man is already in his sixties. So we have to be very careful with what we do, how we do it, and how many times we do it. Pause. <laughs> but and and. And you're gonna you're gonna have these you know high quality cameras and shoot this in in such a cinematic form and you're trying to get the right angles and pull off these stunts and do X Y Z and then you're gonna yeah you have gonna, video game quality camera work with then you're, with with, you're with gonna, beginner with, with beginner uh, Adobe Premiere level editing you're gonna you're gonna fucking edit this shit in MS Paint <laughs> like. Like, look, you editing your print go, shop, fam? Go ahead, go ahead and get the certs for Final Cut. Like, if that's what you plan to uh, use, like, don't just use the free trial version. They won't give you the, they won't give you all of the tools. Get all the tools, download the extra effects that you think that you're not gonna need. Just spend the extra it's money. A ta- it's a tax write-off at the end of the day. Use the extra second. It's one extra second it takes to, to take care of that. You know um, what I'm saying? Like. Fine tooth comb, but I, don't know, just leave don't just leave people up to their own devices, uh, at, just because you air quotes trust them until you've seen them deliver the product. And that statement right there will come up again as we talk about AEW Revolution. So as as the reason why I even brought that match up is because it has implications on what's going to happen tonight on AEW Dynamite. So by the time you hear this podcast. Hopefully, we've already had a new television champion as Scorpio Sky. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Maybe somebody in, in Jacksonville is listening to us, but Scorpio Sky hasn't just grabbed the proverbial brass ring. He grabbed the literal, <laughs> he grabbed the brass, literal brass ring. <laughs> like, bruh. <laughs> now, what I will, like, okay, we had the same moment with WWE in the last episode. We, we were vocal about something 
We uh, did it in a respectful way, but we were questioning how things were going. And apparently we have friends at AEW as well that shout, are listening to the podcast. Shouts out to y'all. And, all I, I, of, and of course, <laughs> shouts out to Lance, pistol pushing number one over there. And then um, after making our, our, um, our wants and needs vocalized and felt, we received an appearance from Scorpio Sky on Dynamite, which is all, almost never happens. Of even course, though, he was on even commentary. Was on commentary. See him, but then he was in a match on pay-per-view and won an opportunity at a championship. So he'll be on Dynamite apparently this week. Tonight. So, <laughs> yeah, tonight. So, it would behoove it would behoove AEW to cash in on this. I won't say whether or not I feel like this is a a uh, copycat of Lashley's situation. Like you're just gonna crown. You're gonna crown. Uh, this, is you see my air this, this is you're different. This is different. Crown. <laughs> no, this a is champion of color. I'm gonna stop. This is different because we've been begging for Scorpio Sky on TV. In the last match, I remember Scorpio Sky being on Dynamite on was losing to Cody Rhodes and the most haphazard loss for a before a uh, TV title match. Um, and then he was re- relegated back to dark. Back to back to I don't dark. think it's that different though, because we've been we've been clamoring for Bobby Lashley as champion or in a main event role, so we could get to Le- Lashley versus Lesnar. Yeah, I don't but, think it's that different. But at least he's been on TV though. Like we haven't even the only time we see Scorpio Sky on Wednesday nights is on the bottom crawl talking about the results from uh, from dark. This is factual. However, TV for Lashley has only really been a good thing for the last. Eight nine months. The since the inception of the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley's television time has been and, maximized. So, yeah, since MVP Before rescued that, him with from the Lana, whole, whole stuff with Lana and Rusev, and even going back to to the times with Leo Rush, like Leo and Bobby made a really good team. But like Bobby was going around with headbands and sunglasses and bending over, pointing at his ass. <laughs> like we we were we were not getting the best of Bobby Lashley on television. He came back to to what should have been way more fanfare. He got used as kind of a speed bump for Roman Reigns. Um, they put him with Leo, which made made for good TV because Leo can talk. But then they didn't have an idea of how to present him. So he's out there in like biker shorts, all these headbands and wristbands and sunglasses bending over, pointing at his ass. And I'm like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like what in the Mandingo fighter is going on here, bro? Man, and that's what we got <laughs> for a long time. And then he went the gigolo route with Lana in a very you know anticlimactic situation with Rusev. That you know he ended up letting his contract expire and went to be Miro. And then finally with MVP, you get more of the presentation that we knew Bobby Lashley was capable of. His promo works better. He looks better. His television time is better. He's more dominant. He's more aggressive. And now he's the champion. It's kind of similar. The only difference is you actually saw him on television. Yeah, that's my, that's my big thing is that we we saw Lashley. We did not see Scorpio Sky. But we, but we get what we want or, or maybe. But I will say so this. In, in that case, I have to say thank you to, uh, to AEW for hearing our cry. Because he's and, and putting putting the Scorpio Sky in a situation where you know he's about to fight for a title. Now what we need you to do is cash in on that. And he's leaps and bounds better than 
the majority of the talent that's on Dark. Like he, he if there was a, like Dark has become what Metal and Jacked were for WWE. You get relegated to that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna keep it a thousand. Like whoever wins, even if Scorpio Sky loses and it and it starts to to manifest itself in a heel turn where he's gonna be on Dynamite on a regular basis, whoever the TNT champion is has got to get back to a regular defense schedule. Which like, is when weekly. Cody was doing it every week, week? basically yeah. to highlight somebody else and highlight himself. That's when the TNT championship was best. You don't get an AEW world title match on every episode of Dynamite. And for good reason. The TNT championship literally should be the main event of every Dynamite being defended against top tier upcoming talent. The I disagree. Best match with, on the show should be the last one. I disagree with being the main event. Uh, eh. I have I have two plausible solutions for that, though. The least of which would be or the lesser of the two, should I say, would be the top of our number two should be where the TNT title match should go. It's a home. It's a good place to, to land it that way, you know, every week what when that match is going to take place or as opposed to a quote unquote hot tag match. What did Brock let me? What did uh, Paul Heyman say about Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins? If, if I'm not going to go on last, I'm going to go on first. I'm, I'm cool. If you give me first, I'm cool. It's like you're setting the tone for the show. For the entire only show. Is, only thing is, the rest of the show needs to live up to whatever the first match puts out. Told- if, it's at the, if it's the last match, you're putting the title in a prestigious position. It's the last, air quotes, last segment. It's being defended on a regular basis. It makes It increases the value of the title over time because everyone's going to want to be TNT champion so you can wrestle in the main event slot. Now, I will say this. Last Wednesday's Dynamite wasn't the best Dynamite ever, but it was damn sure the fastest Dynamite we have ever seen. Would you agree with that? In terms of like the like speeding by and one and you leaving you wanting more? Uh, For for the most part. So, because I, I feel I, like you're going to, you're working, usually with the, um, with the AEW World Champion on Dynamite, you're working, you're working the angle. You're doing whatever the your hot shot. You're doing the storyline. You work the yab. You know what I'm saying with the yab. You know you work the yab. You work the yab. Pay per view set up right cross. You you, you listening to me, ho? Work the yab. Work the yab right cross. <laughs> so you're not gonna get a Kenny Omega versus insert name here every week. And, and at this point, you shouldn't, because if you're billing him as the best wrestler in the world, and you know the you know the all the folklore from Japan. People need to pay to see him wrestle. I get that. That's good business. If he's Sports Illustrated, if he's the guy in Sports Illustrated, he's got all the press, he's a, a Pro Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer, and you want to see why because you've never seen him wrestle in Japan or you just want to see what he does in America, you should have to pay to see him. So I, I agree with that. <laughs> however, however, because he, yeah, because he's not because he's not going to wrestle every week in the main event slot or just at all. Period. What are you going to put in that slot? It's either that or the tag team titles. If your promotion is going to be you know tag team centric, then cool, get the best match possible out of the young bucks because they're supposed to be flagship uh, competitors in the company. Put them on last and have them have a wrestling clinic air quotes every week I think it would be better for the singles title because you get a performer like Scorpio Sky and then get him a suitable dance partner to make a defense every week 
So whether I, he's heel or face, if he's baby face, let him overcome. If he's heel, let him wrestle a great match and then find a way to cheat to win. Like pull just something simple. Pull the tights. Uh, use the ropes for leverage. Uh, That's it. Every week, you, you know, feet on the ropes, and and do it for twenty four months. Get it. Get him a homeboy <laughs> and have somebody trip trip from outside. I don't know what his situation with SCU is, but. You know, something to that nature. Yeah, I mean, do I mean, like I said, 18, 24 months, bring up the title reign, the, the the great title reigns of Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Steve Austin. You know, like those those are easily the greatest TV title champions of all time. You I can just bring give that him, up. Give him a hot six months. Give him six months undefeated. And then you have a baby face or baby face or heel, depending on who you're trying to put over, brewing in in the in the shadows hell and, and then, in this climate you could actually have him turn heel tonight get put the belt on him and he'll be back face again by the end of the run you could do all, that all possibilities it just, if you put your mind to it all of it's possible because honestly what i'm saying I, honestly i think what's setting up for is cody to get another run at the u.s title belt well, the u.s title the tnt title belt when he comes back from injury because he looks like he's legit injured and might be out for a little bit and if it is against uh, Scorpio Sky, the per- the perfect person to turn him back face against is going to be a heel Cody. If we're ever going to get a heel Cody, which I don't know, I I would be in favor of it. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, I also feel like a Sammy Guevara as a, on a face run. If you build it properly, if you bring him back, part if you bring him back six months and then bring them together and Guevara is is hot and established same thing I feel about Hangman Page like he's out there lost at sea at this point it's like bro what are we doing is he a serious title contender or is he just I just think Guevara's the tallest goof in the dark order I just think Guevara's gonna have to eat uh, eat shit before he eats sushi when he, as far I mean, as he's, he yeah, already he, he has though, and that's the crazy part. Like, right, you know, he did he once already for stuff he said while not under contract to AEW, and now because he didn't agree with the creative that another company, like he's not signed to Impact, so him being there is a favor. I'm doing a favor or working air quotes good business on behalf of AEW, and I don't agree with the creative. I don't have to be here. We'll, we'll, we can we can revisit the Scorpio Sky thing next week. Hopefully, we can see uh, we will have the outcome that we desire for next week. Because so far we're we're on a roll <laughs> as far as getting things that we want, which is going to be we, boy. We is out here rolling in dice. Are, are they are they trying to put us out of business? <laughs> trying to try to give us stuff I'm, to not I'm, talk about. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, fam. Like we good one way or the other. One way or the other. Uh, give us what we want. We can sing your praises and talk about the product. You don't give us what he, what we want. Sniper rifle shooting holes in the logic. And there and there there's some there's some more coming. the The final match of the night was a barbed wire death match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley for the AEW World Title. Barbed wire death roll. No barbed wire alligator death roll. Um, flying vulture. Grenade launcher, <laughs> RPG, uh, Call of Duty Warzone match. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> All of that. You gotta you gotta say it's like a pimp named Slickback. You gotta say the, you gotta whole, say the thing whole damn thing every time it's like a tribe call Like quest. a tribe call quest. They, I don't know what happened. Um, but like so there's there was a a Hey, speaking of Saya, I got another pair of shoes at the door. Shout out to the shop app. Hey, shout out to the shop. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened with those. There, there were some mines outside of the ring on both sides. And then the, the rule was it was a 30-minute match. 
which most championship matches are one hour, historically speaking, but because of the severity of the violence of this match, it was only 30 minutes. At the 30 minute mark, if there is no winner, regardless of the outcome, whoever is left in the ring, all of the explosives were to go off at one time. Your winner and still is uh, Kenny Omega after being uh, after handcuffing John Moxley and ha- and the Good Brothers getting involved. Good Brothers getting an, heavily involved with an exploding an exploding barbed wire, wire baseball bat. I can't even say that <laughs> shit. Exploding a, barbed wire baseball exploding bat. Exploding barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. <laughs> even oh, Mick, even, even, even Mick Foley said, "Holy shit." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I guess this is one of those things. Like, it made more sense to me as like a a teenager watching like stuff from Japan and these death matches. You know like, why? Because we didn't have a conscience 20 years ago. This is true. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> this is absolutely true. But not even the fact that like I, it, it affects my conscience. It's just like, where's the entertainment value? To me, seriously, the full gear match was better. Man, leaps and bounds. This was more believable because, you know, Kenny can't dive and jump over barbed wire to do a plancha or anything like that. He has to actually fight. So he stayed a little truer to the the parameters of the match. But the full gear, as far as like a car wreck, was way better. The explosions were were sold very well during the match. Let me be very clear about that. But, but they're the, not real explosions. But the barbed just hitting wire. hitting the ropes and like firecrackers are going off. But the the barbed wire. You you you're yep. not you're that that's real. You barbed, the barbed getting, wire is real. That I, was getting I, stuck. I feel like okay, barbed wire. That's some dangerous shit. But what are these <laughs> explosions supposed to do? Man, I scare the shit out of you. Like it scared the shit out of uh, uh, was it a Bryce Grins, Grinsberg, whatever his name is. It's looking like Walter <laughs> hey, White. Shout out to Walter White, the referee. <laughs> I say this motherfucker must have some money in the wall in the back. Like, where did he get this hazmat suit? Man, the ring. Not for, I, I, no, I know where he got the hazmat suit. The ring was lined with stacks of hundos. Man, so the uh, the, the story is uh, Eddie Kingston came to save John Moxley. So at least as we were watching the pay-per-view, shouts out to Internet uh, Internet Champions of Wrestling, we were watching on their thread and and, t- and chiming in with, with pure, unadulterated, broken pencil logic. <laughs> we're having a live <laughs> conference call via text. Let me let me just say, if you never reply with a word and only reply with gifts, your, your conversation would be loud and clear, Suave. <laughs> at any hey, rate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, we as we talked about, I'm a I'm a bit of a communication savant. <laughs> as we talk about uh, Moxley not having not nan friend in the world, here comes Eddie Kingston out to. You don't know now. <laughs> I actually like this though. I, I I will give him some credit. I do like Eddie Kingston coming in to make the save. I do not understand why he didn't just try to roll him out of the ring on the side that didn't have any barbed wire. That that's the only like the, like a logical situation. Like I mean, three it, sides of the ring are covered with barbed wire. It would have been a, the entrance side. Go ahead. It would have been a lot of work in a short amount of time because he was trying. He was too busy frantic trying to figure out how to get handcuffs off that he didn't have keys to. 
while Moxley's in the middle of the ring. That's <laughs> would, what I'm saying. He would like, have don't have keys to the handcuffs. He would have had a neck roll. Pick him up. No, he shouldn't pick him up anyway. No, no he should. He, so, he would have had a neck roll that man <laughs> out the ring like a dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying alligator roll him onto the ramp. You turning back looking at the clock like, hey, bruh, you covered him for at least ten seconds. You could have spent that time rolling him over and getting him out of the ring. And then the the whole uh, the the whole thirty minute explosion thing, which led to uh, Gilberg sparklers. Damn, <laughs> Sam. I told I told somebody I was like Kane's entrance looked more dangerous than this. Gilberg's entrance was more dangerous than that on the real. Because at least Goldberg's entrance is more dangerous. Than well, this. Goldberg was sniffing that smoke, and it shows. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It does. Hit the bell for yourself. Good God. You done you done sniffed enough pyro smoke and it's going straight to your fucking brain. <laughs> oh shit. Uh the only other thing You know Pyro got chemicals in it. The only other thing uh to look for tonight is the possible implosion once again of the inner circle as there's a war council. Which I'm sick of that too. Yeah, there's a war council, and quote, why changes? I, they will just be had made. something else. I, this is, I, I believe, this will be the excommunication of Chris Jericho and the reemergence of Sammy Guevara tonight. I I swear, like this is the most, this is the most overworked group of haphazard ass people in a faction I have seen in a long time. They've had war councils, they've had final meetings, they've had tag team battle royals. Like they've done everything and none of it matters. Not any of it. And you're killing two of your best workers in the company and Chris Jericho and MJF in the process. Not to mention, no, not to go mention, a step further. Like you're killing the one of the best tag teams you have in the division. Reading my to mind. Be a tag team breeding ground. Me reading my mind. Uh I can't call him PMP. Santana and Ortiz. LAX world world championship caliber tag team. They doing business with Impact. We can call them LAX again. They need to be get Homicide Hernandez with them too. Tony Khan should negotiate that. The next time he buys commercial space on Impact, just buy the name with it. Man, all of it. I mean, you already jacked Christian Cage's music from TNA. See. So if if we're working in conjunction like that, then hey man, let's go, let's do it. Why is Moose not on Dynamite? <laughs> you feel me? And I think I think that's only a matter of time. I don't know if he's going to be the one that's going to get the belt or not. I mean, and, as we'll talk about that. But the the TNA uh, World Ch- World Championship that Moose holds and the Impact World Championship that uh, what was it uh, Rich, Rich Swan Man. holds are going to be unified at the next uh, Impact Pay Per View. Maybe I, I think I think Rich Swan's probably gonna be the one to unify because he seems like an easier win for Kenny. But I also think that that when you talk about monstrous heels, I think we can we could better see Moose and uh, AEW. That'd be a great great matchup. I think for Lance, I think Lance hey, could, here, Lance could, fantasy booking. Moose is the heater for Scorpio Sky. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I like it a lot. So we had just that was just about. A rough, rough thirty minutes or more on AEW, just from what we saw, what we what we witnessed over the last uh, the last weekend. 
Um, let me let me ask you this: What do you think of the tag match, Young Bucks and the uh, and Jericho and MJF? I didn't care for it. Uh, it, it I, I don't want to be the judge of somebody um, out, outlasting, out, outliving their their golden years. But Jericho, it's t- it's time for you to stop, man. Like it's it's time you're slowing, <laughs> you're slowing down. Um, you're still you still have it, but it's like you, you're trying to operate at that 22 year old level, and you're in your 24 years, but I see 25 years beyond that. You, it, it, Keep, keeping up with the young bucks probably is not as impressive as te- teaching them ring psychology. No, not at all. I mean, because first of all, young bucks are being touted as one of the best tag teams in the world, and all they do is use Texas uh, Texas Tornado tag rules and super kicks. Bro, bro, I don't. I'm not certain. Oh yes, yes. I'm glad you said that because I brought up <laughs> the fact that I. What I had been calling them is Mean Street Posse West Coast. <laughs> I had been calling them that. And I, because I don't really care for them, but I don't care enough about them to be vocal about it all the time. I just, I'm not, yeah, they don't do it for me. But um, Bobby, Bobby Noab to peed <laughs> off the gas. <laughs> so I was I was kind of called out, called out in a in I guess a joking way about it, and apparently that name seemed like I was hating on them. So I, I start I did what we do on this show all the time. I started run, rattling off names that could replace it. Okay. So um, it was uh, cosplay rockers. <laughs> um, the Hardly Boys. But then the one that killed me, and this is absolutely the one I'm going with, especially because of how they beef with Jim Cornette on social media, the Block and Troll Express. <laughs> That's it. I can't, I swear, I can't, I can't call them anything else. The Block and Troll Express was like, it was instant classic, ESPN, straight up. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we wasted way too much time on, on AEW. Not for, Did not, we waste it? Not, I mean, not for bad. Not, no, not for bad it. reason. Not for bad reason at all. Because WWE has apparently wasted our time for seven years. <sighs> We've made mention about the one billion dollar bag with WWE and Peacock. And was it one billion or two? It was one. Well, I it might have might have been too. I don't know. I mean, they they've got billions from uh, Fox and from Fox. USA. Yeah, so it might it might have been too. Either way, right? Big big old bag. To to <laughs> this much to the the delight of all WWE Network subscribers from day one, such as myself and you, right? Literally one of the pillars of how this podcast began. Shout out to the day ones. What did we get for our troubles? A rebuilt a rebuilt network on another over the top app at a, at a at a discounted rate for four months. <clears throat> during which this four months, the remaining content that doesn't make the immediate migration to the new app may show up. So it. <laughs> so here's here's please, the please explain this. There were there were a lot of people, especially within the walls of WWE, and then a lot of people on in the um, in the internet wrestling community 
who were touting the fact that this was so great and anybody who didn't who wasn't on board with the change you know you just don't understand or you're you're complaining too much literally that was the like listening to uh after the bell Corey graves uh podcast him and uh vic joseph were like you're just you're being you're just complaining it's gonna be cheaper it's gonna be great it's nbc why wouldn't you want more people to see it like those are the the reasons That's that you corporate give speak. to stockholders like yeah more people are gonna have the peacock app and you're gonna be exposed to more potential viewers because you have more outside wwe content however what the problem is from this new article that's been released the discounted price that that was touted the 499 that's a ad that's uh includes ads with ads so yes. it's not just like how it is now on for the wwe network for those of you that have it it's 999 all your ads are wwe related so they're just advertising to you other wwe events uh shop commercials for upcoming you know programming it's all wrestling based you don't have that on have that option on peacock it's going to be more like advertisements for other shows on peacock uh paid advertisements be a lot like watching hulu with ads that's what you get for the 4.99 an ad free version is the same price as what you're paying now it's going to be 9.99 which i'm cool with no big deal it's the same thing it's the same 99 right right no big deal however from also from this article there is no auto migration so if you're an existing member you are not then automatically transferred over so now i got a member form <clears throat> you know what i'm saying you got it. so you are already going to have to download the app but now you have to go through the whole process of signing up for these these things again which you know small minor inconvenience but something that's going to be annoying to people to older to older subscribers not a big deal for me however the part that is rather annoying you're going to launch this app in well you're going to launch this merger in 21 days well it's not 21 days it's uh 11 days on March 21st for Fastlane, right? So Fastlane is going to be the first joint pay-per-view, which was supposed to be the last pay-per-view on the WWE Network, we, which we found out we we're sadly mistaken on that. Right. So <laughs> March 21st, we're already supposed to be on Peacock. We're going to watch Fastlane over there. However, the content you enjoy, which they weren't even specific about it, all the back catalog stuff that that most of us watch it for like i watch it for uh early and mid 90s wcw i typically unless it's a live show i'm not watching semi-current material on the on the network i'm watching the documentaries and then i'm digging back into the crates yes. watching old stuff that i like so apparently we've done all this to announce this rollout and the back catalog will not automatically migrate some of those things will not be available Let, let's it's go not, let's, you, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's take a ride real quick we go back to season one of the bpbc right we may yeah. mention about things we would like to see with the network one of the things that we talked about is a is a mixtape style playlist right. they've incorporated that so people have I mean, the, it's it's a show stable for us people have uh, the ability to create their own quote unquote network 
from the WWE Network so you can watch what you want to watch, how you want to watch it, when you want to watch it, only to have that be taken away. It's the equivalent of making playlists on Spotify, Apple Music, and or YouTube. And all of a sudden- with YouTube music and then losing all your playlists. Bye-bye. It's, it's a wrap. You're done. And there's nothing you can do about it. But but for but for your patience and your understanding, we're gonna give you our discounted rate since you are a loyalist, which that discounted rate is two dollars and fifty cents per month for four months. Ten dollars. I I'm cool with that. I'll take I'll take four for ten. I ain't gonna trip. But right now paying nine ninety nine and this is through the month of March, so you've probably already been billed for it. Um, the back catalog's not available. Not, now, catch this. It's not like it's going to be two weeks, three weeks, a month, month and a half. The projected, not guaranteed, the projected date <laughs> to have all of the content that you are enjoying now available on this new platform, SummerSlam. August. So you mean to tell me maybe you, may, keyword maybe maybe, maybe maybe so you mean to tell me we couldn't do this same rollout for SummerSlam, which is also a, a top five pay-per-view, uh, depending on your stance on WWE products, it's either number two or number three. So this is not a shabby event. You could have rolled all of this out with the full, full, full content catalog and rolled it out with the biggest with the biggest event of the summer that's their tagline for it for years and we we're going to try to force feed you the road to Wrestlemania and I'm almost certain they are not ready for the level of traffic that's going to happen for Wrestlemania and there's going to be some massive massive technical issue especially in a simulcast you're doubling your bandwidth from one company and hoping that the other company has the capability to house it, which in theory, NBC, Comcast, Universal is an internet provider. You would think that they have the capability to have unlimited bandwidth for their cash cow. You might think that, you, but you I would, mean, we you live in would Texas, think we've that. just learned recently, we know better. ERCOT. If, if we if we can't have the right amount of power in the largest area state in the union, there is absolutely no telling the levels of endless futility that could happen over it internet. Could be, it could be <laughs> catastrophic because <laughs> it happened at Wrestle, the first WrestleMania, WrestleMania thirty. It happened then. We had fortunately, massive- fortunately enough, it didn't happen for me, but I heard a lot of people who just, it was terrible. I don't remember what I was watching. I think I was watching on a PlayStation 3 at the time, but we got massive dropouts. We had looping. We had uh, standard definition streams. Granted, I have biblical speed internet where I'm at, but it's still broad enough to where if, I, if that's the only device connected to the internet at the time that I'm watching this, I should experience no interruptions. Bruh. Now, for me personally, now in defense of the WWE Network, I have never really experienced a whole lot of technical issues. It's it's usually quick, not a whole lot to it. I am using all Apple devices just as a as a 
a prerequisite. It's not me capping. That's just like, okay, this no, is No, that's just what it is. I'm yeah. watching iPhone, iPad, uh, MacBook, Apple TV. So I my experience has not been trash. However, I do know when new technical situations roll out, there's always a glitch. Now I'm assuming they feel like Fastlane is the testing point. Like we'll be able to test the bugs. I don't think you, and by doing that, I feel like you're underestimating how many more people are going to want to watch WrestleMania because they've never had access to it. I mean, also keep this in mind too, as a dieharder, which most people who have the WWE Network are diehard fans, they're not passive fans, they're active fans, super active on social media at that too. You don't want to have a testing ground on a pay-per-view before the biggest pay-per-view of the year. You should want to do that, you know, other live shows like, oh, Backstage. Um, what's another good one? Now, granted, it's a conflict if you did Backstage, but like Raw Talk, sm- uh, Talking Smack, shows like that, even like The Bump or Corey Graves' show. Like all those shows are shows where you would want to, you know, do, get your testing out the way with the live audience with the test. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. This is NBC. Do a Saturday night's main event. Wow, wow, what a concept. Do a staple NBC show, bring it back for the diehard fans, the ones who are actually paying for the network so their children can understand what we went through when we were children. On sort of a one-off, that way, you know, especially with this back catalog thing, because it doesn't tell you how much of it will migrate on day one. So literally, you could only have I guess, you know, say you have 2021 content, 2020, 19, and 18, and nothing else. Or you have WWE from, I guess, the start of the network. So you would have WWE from 2014 to current. I don't watch that. Right. <laughs> we technically, I, we, li- <laughs> we lived that, actually. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we lived it live action. We talked about it on the podcast. Unless there's a specific match I want to see for context of talking about something else, I don't watch that. I'm watching mid mid to late 90s ECW, early 90s, early to mid 90s uh, WCW. Um, and then the occasional stuff you, like you'll suggest like certain Mid-South or, you know, AWA, Smoky Mountain, <laughs> AWA, Smoky Mountain, Mid-Atlantic, like you'll suggest stuff from that era or like, you know, late 80s uh, Crockett in NWA because you want to see, because the crowds, they always say 86 is like the greatest year uh, before the Attitude Era. So you go back to kind of see what the vibe was. I'm watching backwards. I'm crate digging. I don't know how much of that makes the migration. It's like, bruh. And if you're projecting that it's going to take until August or mid to late summer, and that's the projection, not the guarantee, how much are you having? How much ground are you having to cover in that time frame? And let's keep it a buck. We still don't have all the content that WWE has in their archives on the network anyway. We're still missing that, WCW World or, or not even WCW, NWA slash WCW Worldwide, NWA slash WCW Pro, Superstars, uh, Wrestling Challenge. Like we're missing all lie. that stuff. I, I'll, I'll stop you when you start lying. <laughs> Primetime <laughs> prime wrestling from that. Bruh. <laughs> Like you're missing a lot. Yeah, wrestling challenge. Yeah, I watched all that. Watch superstars. Metal Jack. Uh, I, it's, I don't even know if Shotgun is on there. 
Metal Jack. Uh, no, Shotgun Saturday Night is not on there. That See? I've seen, unless they snuck that in. They, they're super behind on WCW Saturday Night. Bruh. <laughs> like there's a lot of content still missing that people want to see and then you're going to tell me you're going to take that and then cut that I'll say conservatively you'll cut it in half man we let's, uh, say, let's say day one we start with 50% content hold on and it's going to take it's going to take you X number of months to get the other 50% <laughs> man what fuck is you saying bro <laughs> I can tell you. Put me in the scholarship fund for that. I, I can tell you. I can tell you what they're saying. Fuck your money. Right, and and that that's the part that's like, bruh, all of y'all who went out on that limb and 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 talked all these different things, you realize yet again, yet again, WWE has placed profit over user experience. So. If I'm doing numbers, right? You ready yeah. for you ready for this? Do it. Seven years, ten dollars per month, three million subscribers, uh huh, two billion five hundred twenty million dollars in revenue. Which is which is why I felt like that's what Peacock bought it for for because they bought it for what they were for what WWE was able to earn in its lifespan. Newsflash. You're not going to get all those migration subscribers regardless. They're going to AEW and they're not even looking back. We're going to do it for content. That's it. That's a tax write-off. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Let's, yeah, uh, it's, been a t- it's been a tax write-off for us for a few years now, so it ain't even that big of a deal. Like It's just part of... It's the cost of doing business. After knowing, knowing how little the E gives a fuck about my $10 a month, uh, I know. We, we stay on the topic of the E, no less. One Peyton Royce, uh, you've been hearing some, uh, you've been hearing some comments lately in the background as my phone was just doing this own thing. But Peyton Royce took charge on what was it, Raw Talk, this past uh-huh. Monday, and even got a semi-serious R Truth in the process. Which, which I don't, almost never happens. Which I don't even know if I'm thankful for. Let's be honest. Jeez, you're not thankful for serious archer. I mean, I could be, I should be, but we'll, we'll we'll let you we'll we'll let you listen to this, and then we'll we'll semi dissect it the best we possibly can. So, from Raw Talk through my phone, Peyton Royce. My talents are hidden behind the opinion of others. Why not just let me go? Just let me go and see what happens. You know, our Raw Women's Champion, Asuka, she's injured right now. And yes, that sucks for her. But when a talent goes down, a spot opens up. And that spot is massive. So why not me? Why does it always have to be the same old, same old? You know, I I packed up my life, I moved across the world, I set up in a completely different country with with not much of a support system to chase this dream. To to what? To get stuck in the locker room watching other women do what I do better than uh, 98% of them. And the other 2%. (laughs) Well, I'd sure as hell give them a run for their money. 
it actually hurts. When you know deep in your soul you are destined to be where you are, striving for what you feel you deserve. You know, my potential haunts me. When you're striving for something that you feel you really deserve, This is where I'm meant to be. And my patience has been running thin for quite some time. So stop wasting my time and give me Oscar. So let's let's pick that apart for a second. Okay. You don't start an interruption of a promo or an interruption of a show with a promo. And started by saying, "Give me, uh, uh, let me go, just let me go." The first thing I'm thinking is, "Give me my release," which is smoke. But that is the exact opposite of what she's asking for. She's asking for opportunity. She wants a spot, not my dog spot, not a liver spot, Charlotte's spot. Let's be very clear. She said the same old, same Facts. old. <laughs> Facts. This is loaded with slugs. This is overloaded with slugs this, for Charlotte Flair. And, I mean, really, just everybody who consistently is put um, in the position to have television time. You broke up the Iconics, which was an incredibly over tag team, former tag team champions. If you're going to have a women's tag team division, you might want to have actual teams. Yeah. Um, you then- split them up with the intention of. Peyton Royce being the breakout star, but you haven't let her break out of catering. <laughs> the old God forbid catering. Good old fashioned you know what I'm catering. Saying? That 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 age old, <laughs> it's like locker room east. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I look, it's it's women's history month, uh International Women's Day just passed. This is an op- an outstanding opportunity to diversify our content. Like I, I don't disagree with anything that Peyton Royce said. Like, it's getting stagnant and stale. Like, you're gonna end up with Charlotte Flair in the in the world women's world title match at WrestleMania for no reason. Man. Because there's nobody to have beaten for it to make to make it look legit. It's just like insert biggest name you can here versus champion. Like, bruh. I mean, it's not Charlotte's fault. It's you know she just hasn't been given much in the way of good creative. Like they keep rehashing this same old. Um, I'm gonna verbally abuse my father in an attempt to stand on my own, but it's just I'm a re- still Charlotte Flair. It's just a remix of I'm still Charlotte Flair, and I'm still Daddy's little girl. I hate the fact that she was actually on the most recent episode of. Uh, was it straight up, straight up Steve Austin, where she uh, that show that comes on after Raw on uh, USA? She, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I tuned down on that episode. Like I, it's gotten to the point that every time I see her, I don't necessarily focus because I'm like, they're not going to give her anything new, nothing compelling. Like and, and she, some type of creative that doesn't have anything to do with her last name. Listen, she's done so much. It would take 
two generations to be able to two generations in a longer career to be able to eclipse what she's done in half a normal person's career factual there's nothing you can do at this point that hasn't been already been done there's no creative uh direction that she can go in with the stars that are available right now that she can actually do anything with and i hate to say it the only thing left for her to do is to start a family she's got a hall of fame resume in seven years and like more title runs than anybody in women's wrestling history not wwe women's wrestling history not actually not length because moolah well, not for not for nothing she's touted as being the longest reigning champion of all time but that i digress she was she was the uh she she was the head carnivore in in a in a forest full of meat eaters and who were also prey pun intended okay and and here's and here's what i think about that resume on full like you can't fit anything else in the resume multi-time champions uh former women's tag team champion were a rumble winner xyz tag you know, champion superlatives every, and, every and attributes you individual women's champion that that any, anything anything north i mean anything south of a men's title she's done it multiple times at least at least with the women's title uh, tag, tag titles once but every other title i think what twice something like that minimum something to that effect yeah uh but here's here's what i would say and going after a men's title that was the that was the creative curveball i wanted to throw what was it last year yep like that would that made sense to me like if you're gonna carry money in the bank use it to cash in on a guy or when you won the royal rumble use it to cash in on a guy and Wouldn't have been Lesnar, but imagine, imagine like with the situation with Bobby Lashley. Imagine that Miz is champion. I hate to say it. Or, I think I think the first person that comes to mind with Charlotte versus a man is Randy Orton, and the only thing that's stopping I'm, me from saying that is his 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 feud with uh, McIntyre over the last year. He's lost way too many times. Right, so I'm I'm saying like somebody like a Miz, who it's air quotes believable that he would be beaten by someone the caliber of Charlotte Flair, and then her using her Royal Rumble win. It doesn't designate what title or which champion. Like nope. you can, you know what I'm saying? Like that would have been cool. It'd have been something new and different. So I say that to ask this: outside of anything involving Becky Lynch, what is the most compelling story you've ever seen Charlotte Flair involved? Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite Charlotte Flair storyline? My favorite storyline, which was half, only halfway executed, was the Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey storyline. Nothing involving Becky Lynch. That doesn't count. Wow. Because Becky, Becky's <laughs> hot as fish grease. <laughs> like everything Becky was touching turned to gold. Hot as fish grease. Remove Becky Lynch from the equation. Charlotte Flair... What is your favorite story? Then, and, then, or which one then, do you even remember? I so I were so two that I remember off. Well, okay, my favorite storyline was her chasing for the NXT Women's Title when she was in, actually in NXT. That's my favorite. Okay, that, All that right, was last year. No, 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 no. The original before she came got before she got called up. Okay, when she was actually a, a weekly mainstay in NXT, not last year. So last year is on my list only because I should have also put the caveat on there that you know. 
main roster, but keep going. Yeah, you're they, proving the point either way. Yeah. So, but again, the another one is the one that you're talking about with uh, Rhea Ripley from last year's WrestleMania, which is it, it's a good storyline because she had basically ran the gamut on the main roster, and then we had to go back to NXT just to remember her roots and, and prove a point. Had she stayed in NXT, I think that would have been good for everybody. Man, man, I, I think she, I think she. She would she would do in NXT what I think they want to do with uh, Amber Moon. You'd have a laundry list of challenges for her to work with, and she could be she would be the most famous thing going on in NXT, which means women would be the main event in NXT and on the, a primetime show. And the only, everything else on NXT has changed so much that it's like ah, I can do without this. And the only other storyline that comes to mind is Asuka versus her at Mania in 2018 simply because of Asuka's heel turn. Right. Okay, so one didn't even happen on the main roster. The second one involved NXT. <laughs> and the third is Asuka, which, you know, I, w- I thought it was cool, but I w- you, hey, you remember we did the, uh, we did, this was like episode one or two where we did the recap and we were like, that that pissed me off so much that we didn't complete the mission with Oscar going undefeated to a championship reign. Man. Because at this point, if it's Flair Oscar at WrestleMania, hey, that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wouldn't it be more compelling for Charlotte Flair to have lost? That so that's that's one that's number one. Two, I, I was I'm, I'm mistaken because that was also AJ was it AJ versus Shinsuke and and, and uh and Shinsuke turned heel and not not Oscar because yeah. Oscar didn't turn heel in that it. one. No, 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 that's that's when Shinsuke turned heel. That's thirty four in New Orleans. Right. Okay, but Oscar did not. Oscar just conceded. No, yeah, Oscar just tapped. Okay, got you. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm making sure I got my got my stories my facts right here. And it, it's choices like that, like. Sh- there has not been a situation or a high pressure situation or a marquee event where Charlotte Flair was going to lose ground by losing. You had an opportunity to take someone who had been undefeated since NXT, the hottest NXT women star you probably brought up to that to that point. I mean, I'm just no, I don't honestly, understand she, the she logic could arguably of leaving the mission and solidifying Oscar that way. You're back. You're right back here now. It's five years later, granted, but yeah. now we right back in the same place. It would have been a. It would have been easier to build a story that people care about if Charlotte had previously lost. Outside of Charlotte, I would say easily Oscar and Shayna Baszler are the most underused, talked about, or highest potential talents to come from NXT. And speaking of potential, that's another thing about Peyton Royce that kind of bothered me. Telling someone that your own potential scares you is akin to telling someone how humble you are. These so are things that you come did, from you other people. Was that? I said, you didn't, you didn't really care for the promo, did you? I did. Like, I, underst- I understood. Like, it, it came. I think it came from a good place. The, just the, the direction that it went in spiraled out of control. Like, I understand emotions getting get involved. But you, like, the, and it might be terminology from, you know, from the English language from one part of the world to the other part of the world. But let me go. I understand what she means now. But initially, when you say let me go, 
in a quote-unquote shoot segment, that means get me out of my contract. That's not I'm, what that was about. I mean, I can see how you might take it that way. Um, no, no, initially. It's, it's, I mean, like, when, if, 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 you, if, you, if you stop the interview right there, that's what you're thinking. But she continues and clarifies her point. But then you want you want now, mind you, her her Oscar's injury is an injury nonetheless, but it's not any like it's not a severe severe enough injury to keep her out of WrestleMania. Some, we, some we, dental dental surgery yeah. is probably in order. That's it. Yeah, just rest your mouth. Just don't get hit in it. Don't <laughs> fall face first. We're good. But rest your mouth. Stop it. Um, <laughs> but. That, that's that's a that's a shirt for 2021. Rest your mouth. That might be the phrase of 2021. Um, Rest your mouth. <laughs> but even still, if we're talk if we're talking, um, vitriol and venom towards a particular person to, for you for or, or towards a particular situation to get the person that you want for a match. The one person that you don't want to call out is a person who can't defend herself. Someone who's injured. Like your champion or not, if I'm if I'm on a, if I'm in a wheelchair, and I'm going to be back in, in enough time to defend my title, I don't want to be called out by somebody. I mean, but who else is she going to call out? She's on Raw. It's Raw Talk. She was talking shit about Charlotte. Call out Charlotte. Going to call out Charlotte. Keep put your money where your mouth is. If you have a problem with the, with the same old same old, get rid of the same old same old. King of the Charlotte Mountain. Ain't got, Charlotte ain't got no belt right now, which means Charlotte ain't got the TV time. All the more reason. I mean, she, she does by default, but but old school thinking, the champion makes the money, the champion goes to the pay window, the champion has the championship segments. Rest in peace, So Dusty if you Rose. don't have the championship, I'm not concerned with you. All the more reason for her to try to knock Charlotte off the pedestal to get to Oscar, which is probably what we're going to end up getting at Fastlane. Like it or not, I think that's where this is headed. In which case, I, I would dis- I would dislike this promo even more. Um, as we proceed, let's let's talk about programming that for people to go back and take a watch to. Um, I just got the match lineup for for tonight, Wednesday for uh for those for these shows. So if you are a diehard fan listening to this and didn't get a chance to watch these episodes. Here's your match lineup for AEW uh, Dynamite. Charlotte is not bigger than the championship. She, no, you gotta go. You gotta go over there. <laughs> you gotta stand over to the side. I want the champion because I want the pay window. I want the pay window. I want the big slice of pie. I want the championship segments. <laughs> so if Charlotte ain't got the strap, we ain't worried about her. <laughs> All right. So we and, got tonight on and eight. Hell, because it's WWE. It's like anytime you start a promo with "Let me go," it's gonna sound like you want out of your contract. Yeah, Everybody that's, that's the problem. That's the that's a that's a that's a huge WWE issue. No one should be talking about "Let me go" in any capacity. But if here we said, are. Let, let me go, turn me loose, set me free. Any of those things that mean like let me have more television time to prove who I am. It's all gonna sound like you want to get a release because it seems like everybody's unhappy. That's not her fault. And, and here's a newsflash. I don't care if they got four hours of TV time and two hours on YouTube. This ain't there ain't enough room in Jacksonville for all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Badman ting. Mm-hmm. All right, tonight Badman ting. Tonight on AEW, Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. Matt Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. Ethan Page. Then oh, 
he who who popped up at at, uh, at Revolution in the uh, Casino Battle Royal or, or Casino Ladder Match. Great addition to uh, to, to Impact or to AEW rather. Uh, right. Ethan Page versus Lee Johnson uh, in women's action. The one twenty nine himself. Yeah. Well, how many times he lost since he ain't got another win? Has he? he ain't losing. He ain't winning tonight either. Uh, Britt uh, Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, Maki Ito and Nyla Rose versus Sakato Shida, Ryu uh, Mizunami, and Thunder Rosa. You see, we didn't talk about that match between uh, Mizunami and Shida. Uh, Cody uh, Cody Rhodes oh in God. some sort of action is what it says. Inner Circle War Council, uh, Shivani versus Sting, and we finally hear. Uh, oh, sorry, talks to oh. Sting rather, and we finally hear from Christian Cage. I want that segment cut. The uh, the war council. I I do not need a twenty minute inner circle segment. Like condense that shit or start uh, start filming it and show me a montage. Like do some cinematic stuff. I don't need them center ring with a twenty minute segment anymore. Well, here here's another good one for you. Here we have uh, MLW Fusion on YouTube tonight. Uh, we have who's this? Who's this? Medina versus Gringo Loco. Uh, Leo Rush. What is this? Leo, what is Leo doing here? Oh, it, he has a special invitation. We see uh, we see Contra Unit. We have Kevin Kuhn versus ACH. We okay. have the uh, PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, top five middleweights. And for the main event, we have your MLW National Openweight Championship match. Alex Hammerstone, the champion, versus L.A. Park. Um, mm-hmm. That should be good. What, what? Why I brought those uh, those cards up is we don't even have a card that was posted that we see. Now, it might be there, but NXT? Where art thou? I'm sure the card mm-hmm. there's a card that exists, but we we haven't we haven't seen that. Oh, there okay. it is. Okay, okay. I, take, there is I take that back. Finn Balor versus <clears throat> Adam Cole uh, for the championship. R- Regal makes two quote unquote game changing announcements. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm for the women's championship, and Caden Carter versus Zia Lee. What's the over under one of those earth shattering announcements is moving to Tuesday? Uh, it's probably pretty high because it's actually my next order of business. It's talking. Turn about- up. <laughs> it's talking about the uh, the it's called April- a segue, people. April TV schedule, you know, which is um, it's going to be crazy. Where are we at on this? Uh, where is this thing at here? They they can't even. Oh, I can't. I can't even spell my own damn word right. Yikes! Let's see here. There we go. All right, April TV, starting after Mania. Mm-hmm. April seventh, we have NXT and AEW Dynamite. April eighth is the NXT Takeover. April. Oh, what day is that on? Uh, what April eighth? April eighth. Yes, that's a Thursday. That must be an NXT UK takeover. It must be. I, there's no way I'm believing that that's going to be a uh, an actual NXT takeover. Uh, April 8th is a Thursday. So maybe it's not Tuesday. Maybe it's Thursday. We will see. April 9th, SmackDown. April, oh, this is pre-Mania. 
Oh, so they are going to have Mania on the, on uh, on Peacock after all because Mania is April tenth and eleventh, not the third I, and fourth. I, yeah, the first the first uh, Peacock first Peacock pay per view is Fastlane, and then uh, yeah, the yep. whole thing was the rollout Mania on Peacock, which is still like super stupid because. You just won't yeah, have a whole yeah, yeah, you gotta hope for issues to not be there. So Mania one and two on the um, the tenth and the eleventh. April twelfth, and that's with the crowd, mind you, at Raymond James. Raw after Mania and going which is this is what I don't understand. This is not a good move in my opinion. Going head up against a Raw after Mania is AEW elevation. Wait, <laughs> wait. Well, elevation is that a, is that going to be the second show on TNT? Or is that yes, another, uh, that's that's basically YouTube? it's basically dark on T on TNT. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's their equivalent of NXT. I kind of see the I see the purpose behind it because on Wednesdays was in with NXT, you were basically splitting the ultimate audience, uh, either 50-50 or sixty forty. Like just you know, you were counter. Basically, you were both counteracting the same audience. On Mondays, where people are disgruntled about their wrestling, you introduce a new product, and if it's any good, if you split the share on Monday, uh, it's a different vibe. Yeah, I don't know if you're really splitting the share on Monday versus getting defectors on Monday, but defectors split, splitting the difference. I mean, if you could split sixty forty with Raw, wouldn't you consider that a win? That is a definite win for the Raw after Mania. It's the highest rated Raw of the year. And then continuing therefore, you know, going forward, or if, if you could split seventy thirty on a night after Mania. Truth yeah, be, like, truth, truth be told, like we'll we'll say approximately two million viewers watch the Raw after Mania. If you get anywhere close to a half million, it's a win. See, so I mean, and there you know they have enough of an audience that's just strictly a yeah to pull that easy. They gonna get they gonna get their six hundred thousand off top, and they, then because they're going head over raw, you might get some of that back and forth channel action, or you just might have a surge of AEW supporters that say, "I'm going over here." You you pull if raw, don't, if raw don't come out hot and stay hot. People gonna abandon ship because we've been dealing with it for too long. You pulled just under a million with your uh, curtain jerker being Cody and uh, Red Velvet versus uh, uh, Shaq and uh, what's my girl's name? Jay Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill. You pulled almost you just a hair under a million while NXT ran flat at about six hundred eighty thousand. That's crazy. And, and NXT and AEW have been running neck and neck for weeks on end. Even though AEW has been, for the most part, edging out NXT, it's been pretty much the same audience. There was a noticeable difference last week. I don't think that's going to be a trend that's going to go away. Uh, April 12th, Roster Mania Elevation. Uh, April 13th, the debut of NXT on Tuesdays. Also, Impact. Also, the return of the NWA. Also, AEW Dark. Tuesdays are loaded. Tuesdays are how Wednesdays were four years ago when Impact was uh, on, uh, this, uh, that was the Destination uh, America. It was <laughs> it was followed up with ROH. That People thought that was a huge time in the wrestling industry, which I think it was because it was a lot, it was more wrestling on Wednesday. I think we talked about that for a minute too um, when we first started. We had the possibility in 2019 of having, what, 18 hours of wrestling on TV per week? 
having something on every day. Every, and this this is when New Japan was still on in the states. That part because you had yeah, and SmackDown hadn't moved to Fridays yet. And then Dynamite was is still coming on the 14th. So that that's a that's eight days worth of, worth of wrestling right there. We're talking four, uh, six and a half, eight and a half. Uh, we're gonna say that's another. 12 right there so that's 20 23 25 27 29 30 32 34 hours of wrestling in seven days or in eight days burnout is absolute this is where you have to fight against fatigue and we're not you can't get burnt out we're not talking mlw fusion we're not even talking ROH. We're not talking the indie shows that are happening the week of Mania. We're not, Shout out to Jay Lethal getting the title shot at the end of March. So that's all. He'll, that, be, he'll actually be leading that off. Jay Lethal versus Rush is going to be uh, on the was it the 26th of March for ROH. That's, the, that's your main event. I believe Jay Lethal gets his title back because crowds are coming back. If there's no other reason for that to happen, there you go. Fam. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm wrong. I almost said something totally wrong. But, um... Either hey, the twenty sixth is a Friday. Yes, so sir. Go that's, head over SmackDown. That's that's a ROH. That's a ROH pay per view staple days Fridays. And I'm I mean, actually not opposed to I'm getting cool that pay per view because their eye pay per views are usually about twenty bucks. I'm okay with doing that one. Just so just so we can pay some respects to Jay Lethal, I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, uh, I, I want to see ROH's uh, pay per view presentation in twenty twenty one. So I think I'm down for that. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually going to see what their card oh, is. Shout out to Raw Slice in the group. Yeah, remember what he put us up on a little game too. Yeah, shout out to Raw Slice, dig? We're gonna we're gonna, we gonna come see you, fam. Um, all right, ROH 19th anniversary show. So far, only two matches have been uh, have been called or have been touted for this. EC3 versus Jay Briscoe in a grudge match, and Rush, your champion, versus Jay Lethal for the the challenger for their ROH World Championship. See, that'll give me an opportunity to check out what what work EC3 is doing in Ring of Honor. So, yeah, I, something tells me like with the, with that whole independent thing that he was doing up up to the time I, I he went, you know, actually he left uh, WWE and was going through the independence or whatever, and he, on his social media kick, I want to say he looks like more of a vigilante. So we'll see, especially going against Jay Briscoe on pay per view. I would hope so in a grudge match. I would really hope so. I want to see a different edgier EC3, and I got to give credit to uh, to the predecessor to that whole movement, Cody Rhodes. His his social media marketing for that whole tour of the Indies was like phenomenal. And people, I've seen a lot of people try to replicate it and just not do it as well. Their daddy so is Matt Hardy. Hand. Matt Hardy's their daddy. When Matt Hardy, before social media had an actual name, Matt Hardy did that when he left WWE. And uh, and he he went to ROH, which is where he met his wife Rebby Hardy, and uh, or Rebby Sky at the time, and uh, the whole the whole angle with uh, Edge taking his his old girl, which was Lita at the time, uh, coming to fruition and being part of a storyline where Matt Hardy technically was quote unquote not signed to WWE, and being part of a crowd and doing run-ins from the crowd where they couldn't even say his name, even though everybody knew who he was. That groundswell started from being online, and Matt Hardy right. brand was born. Matt Hardy 2.0 is a product of the Matt Hardy brand that he started online after leaving WWE. 
if anybody, if you care about wrestling enough, enough to go dig deep into the archives of online wrestling uh, lore and storytelling, look up Matt Hardy's beginnings online post-firing from WWE circa 2003 or four was it? Or was it right. like later? Than, I think it was three or, 2003 or four, sometime around then. It was like six. It was like six. Because they're like, they're the opening match of SummerSlam 2006. Damn. I think it's 2008. Google Google and check my facts. Man, human encyclopedia looking ass. I mean, you know, I do what I can. I, we've said this numerous times on this show. We keep saying it. And uh there's a quote from uh from Edge talking about who I consider and who we consider arguably to be the MVP of WWE, who is ironically MVP. Quote, you have no idea what MVP and the rest of the Hurt Business have actually pulled off. He's a credit to the business, a mentor to those around him, and an example of always betting on yourself. He just makes WWE better. From Edge. I praise from, from an astute mind. <laughs> a student of the game, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Celebrate your people. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> What what MVP do is doing is like the most incredible comeback run. Like it's it's Jordan-esque. Had he had he been world champion before it'd be like 23 to 45, back to 23 with the Wizards. But right. If if Jordan goes to Washington, becomes a role player, and takes them to a on a playoff run that includes a championship. Like that, that's exactly what the hurt business is doing right now. Like <laughs> two, two, letter up 20, 30, and 40, carrying the Wizards to a playoff spot. Just so happens, like, it's not Kwame Brown playing with you. It's, uh, you know, insert better center as Bobby Lashley. Would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Impact Wrestling has a pay per view coming up where Kenny Omega will be defending the uh, AEW world title there. Um, and that's actually this coming Saturday at Sacrifice is is the pay-per-view. Uh, is he going to sell his injuries from the barbed wire uh, Call of Duty uh, Sons of Anarchy <laughs> Deathmatch? <laughs> Alligator roll. Because if he doesn't sell those injuries, I'm going to be I'm going to call bullshit. I don't I don't honestly think that you actually have to sell that. You know what I'm saying? Like you got touched with barbed wire and cut your face and I, cut your body. This is what I'm sell it. This is what I'm saying. It's going to sell itself. I'll post my eye dying on your whole ass. I bet you sell it. <laughs> Lay it in the cut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Come out there with a squeeze bottle of 90, 90% alcohol. We're going to um, see where your heart at. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, hey, you shit. mean? You better sell, sell, sell. Man, so only thing that we see for sure on this car is going to be Moose versus Rich Juan to unify the Impact and TNA uh, world titles. Uh, of course, Moose should be the heater for Scorpio Sky. I'm going to say that again. Yeah, you did. You definitely, you definitely said that. Uh, let's see if there's anything else I can see on here. Oh, Fire and Flavor. We got uh, what? <laughs> you heard what I said? Fire, Fire and Flavor. Yeah, Jordan Grace and Jazz versus Kimberly and uh, and and Susan. Uh, okay, I Kimberly and I Susan is fire. No, no, fire and flavors. Kimberly and Susan. Uh, okay, good job. Yeah, so we have that match on the card. Jazz is doing a hell of a job keeping these women uh, active on Impact. That's for damn sure. Uh, Another unsung hero. The Good Brothers versus Finn Juice. 
for the Impact World Tag Team titles, which this is Finn Juice's first pay-per-view appearance at Stateside, which is Dave Finley, Fit Finley's son, and uh, Juice Robinson, both of New Japan well, fame. Why do I feel like they need they need a remake of Pimp Juice as their interest music? I feel like I should be able to pull that off. <laughs> they love me for my Finn Juice. <laughs> you see what you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I'm about to li- yeah. I'm telling you. I would I was wondering if I could still hit that shit. <laughs> that was that was for free. Oh no, it's not for free because for a nominal fee. Oh, no, don't soon do to be a phenomenal fee. Oh man. I will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. I'd like to I'd, I'd like to ask for a, a Zelle or a cash app transfer. <laughs> no, you came you came out of <laughs> No, not for that, man. I hear I hit Come it. on with it. Hit, I, hit the scholarship fund for me one time. I, 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 hit it, I hit it before you finish, fam. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's like 75% of the promo had already been cut. You want to hit the music. Oh, nah. man. See, that's we that. We call that a botch. That's that bullshit. You trying to, you trying to school, uh, get my money. The Decay versus <laughs> Reno Scum. That's a good Cha-ching. tag team match. Uh, V60, which is... Uh, um, where did this damn thing go? This website is janky as hell. That sounds like a gaming computer, a V60. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Diener and Joe Doring versus um versus uh James Storm and his tag team partner. Where did it go? There we go, Chris Saban. And um uh, wasn't it um and of course, Eric Young is going to be at ringside for that one. Uh, isn't it wasn't uh, this this whole tag team with James Storm and uh, James Storm and Chris Saban coming to fruition because of the situation with uh, Alex Shelley? Alex Shelley, yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Alex Shelley is also like a frontline medical worker and has decided to uh, discontinue wrestling for the time being as he continues his work on the front lines. So Godspeed, we, uh, we salute you. Yeah, Scott, Godspeed, peace and blessing to you. You know what I'm saying, Alex Shelley, you, your work in, in the wrestling business won't be forgotten, but for the time being, yeah, keep doing the most out here for these for these good people in this world. Um, that So we'll, we'll recap that whole pay-per-view next week. Um, other things on the agenda, Johnny Ace is, new, is now the new JR in WWE. He's the uh, head of talent re, uh, relations for WWE. Again. Yeah, again, how does how do, I don't know how you lose and then come who, back. Who was head of who, or maybe we can Google this. Who was the head of talent relations from twenty twelve until now? I see. Was that Corona? No, I, I think he had another position. Um because uh, you know, people power had it from what, oh four to twelve. Something like that. Took the responsibility from JR who did it um essentially through the through the Attitude Era all the way up until the greatest draft class in the history of WWE. That's all under JR's watch. The Lesnar, Lesnar, Cena, Cena, Batista, Sheldon, that class, Orton. Randy Orton, that's JR. That's under JR's watch. And yeah, Mark Carano was the previous. You're absolutely right. And off the glass. Man, dot com. Boy, you dunking tonight, man. Look at you. Dot com. <laughs> What else we got here before we get up at, at this thing? Um, um, Hall of Fame. So we we found out that the Hall of Fame will be the Tuesday before WrestleMania and will include both the 2020 and the 2021 classes. The first 
inductee for the 2021 class, as we found out, on the bump of all places. <laughs> Which, if you really want me to not to see something, put it on the put bump. Put it on the bump. Uh, Molly Holly will be the first inductee this year which I'm happy for I think it's long overdue but at this point you're probably running out of names not and that's not a, a shot at her at all uh, maybe they're going in reverse order maybe they're working their way back up like here's the not bottom of the list but here's here's our foundation of our list and we're going to build on top of it because I wouldn't assume that you would sometimes they lead with the big punch and they, they lead and say this is who's headlining the class but I mean, how do you when you're adding to this year's class and you're still inducting last year's class and that includes the NWO, how do you go bigger? I prefer the sandwich approach. If you're going to do something like this where you have five or six people that you need to announce in a strategic amount of time, have a big enough name to draw attention. Put those lesser involved in the middle and cap it off with a blockbuster. Because chances are that Blockbuster is who's going to shut the shut the show down. Last right. year, the but, first people you announced. Go ahead. Last year's but last year's class includes Batista and like I said, the NWO, NWO. including you know Good Try Terry. So it's like you've already got a really stacked card from last year. And then we we saw, talked about it earlier. What month is this? What day just passed? So positive press by that being the first. I'm, I'm pretty sure because of stuff we see on our timelines, that's going to get a lot of praise. So it, it's still strategic. It's it's not the kind of bread you're used to. Yeah, and speaking like, of... It's still a sandwich, but it's like, it's our artisan bread. <laughs> and speaking of what day just passed, it was, uh, was it yesterday or Monday? Uh, Monday. Monday was National Women's Day. and uh, International. Oh, thank you. International Women's Produced Day. Produced by David Banner featuring Outcast and Pimp David, 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 David Banner, 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 Banner. You know. Uh, so thank you to all the women for all your contributions to society. We need you. Without you, we don't exist. It's really that simple. Last but certainly not least, Roman Reigns. Mr. Fine-Tune, his promo, Mr. Hell of a Heel champion, Mr. Ro- Mr. Uh, Head of the Table, Paul Heyman guy, has facilitated his fresh on social media and given us his tips on sneaker culture. Suave, here's where you flourish, sir. Right. This is, this is part of my wheelhouse, part of my domain. Um, as we've had many conversations about WWE trying to expand their portfolio, outside of just the average everyday core wrestling fan attracting air quotes the casual fan and things like uh instituting bad bunny on television and having him be a part of the 24 7 division and eventually wrestlemania um that's one of those things they've done recently kind of to expand the the view the viewership coverage and um i feel like <clears throat> an equally um an equally sound investment, almost more so than dealing with, you know, rappers and pop stars and all that other stuff, is dealing with sneaker, sneaker culture, culture because sneaker culture is international in the same way that their product is international. There are sneakerheads across every continent, all over the world, everywhere that Peacock and the WWE Network reach, they're available. So um, Complex has this show 
uh, hosted by uh, Joel. Uh, now nah, I fucked it up. Uh, but yes, um, he hosts this show where uh, people get to talk about their their um, love and passion for sneakers, what they prefer, what they did growing up, X, Y, Z. And then at the end of it, they essentially pay inflated resale prices for different shoes just to kind of show what their taste is like. Mm. Um, I don't know if they end up comping anything or there's a discount involved, but either way, it's become famed. Shane McMahon's been on there. Kofi Kingston's been there. Um, just about everybody who's anybody in the rap and entertainment realms, like it, it's been movie stars, it's been rappers, singers, don't uh, don't wrestling just, personalities. Don't just like, poo poo. Are... Don't just poo poo the fact that you say Shane McMahon and Kofi Kingston have been on there. Those two Thanks. are. When we see them on TV, the first place our eyes go to is feet. their feet. We look for their yep. sneakers. Shano has been known for having some exclusives, some early, like some early releases pre- prior to release. And Kofi usually has some low hanging fruit, but it's heat. Man, now a couple of times he done had like some some major situations on his feet. Like he did the uh, he had customized the I want to forget the, the name of the shoe, but uh, the Air Mag. It was a, the Air Mag reproduction. Um, in the low top self lacing sneaker, um, he's had. Um, I'm gonna forget the designer of the the Adidas, but uh, with the gold wings, mm, okay. all my sneaker all my sneaker culture just going right out the window. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm ta- in a segment talking about sneaker culture. But and Enzo Amore has been on there as well, so I didn't want to leave Enzo out. But um. It's it's uh, it's a brand unto itself. So watched on YouTube, so it's free to stream. Episodes are like ten minutes long. Uh, Roman, you know, he presented very well, like he has been. Uh, it's it's more heel, less head of the table type situation, but it's a different environment. Uh, very candid, very you know, open. Bought shoes for himself, his uh, wife, kids, whole thing. Spent about fifteen hundred dollars. The reach on that episode, and then encompassing everything else as far as you know when you see something with a wwe talent attached to it you usually gravitate towards it getting more involved in sneaker culture is as good of a move if not a more sound move than getting in bed with rappers singers entertainers facts (laughs) no doubt and I can't think of a better way to end it, man. So, uh, as part of IMOC, you ended it. We started. We started it cool. We ended it cool. Um, show brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc on at gmail.com, brokenpistolbc on all things social. That's at brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. <laughs> Late as hell. Yo, man, take us to the house, man. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. I told Petty I was going to do it. <laughs> you let Black Lesnar influence you. Oh, this is what makes us the worst podcast in history. <laughs> of all time. Like, this, is, this is the trash behavior that we just look down on when we watch television. 